Vernon, Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. Gary. I'd never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. Talking telly. Try it, just for one week. Just try the program for one week. This is the Custard TV Podcast. It's that time of year again when we look back at 2016. Uh, it was a crap year for the world, uh, but it was a good year for TV. So that is what we'll focus on, not the horrendous Well, well Luke, was it really? Was it? Well, I'd say Cause... that. We, <laughs> how this worked was... We, Possible we had year to, for telly. <laughs> we had to, no, it was better than 2015, I think. Do you think? I think so, I don't yeah, know. because... Well, what we did, uh, I know you were going to say this, but I'll just steal your life. Oh, I what, wanted what we, to say it. <laughs> what we did was we each put together a top 10. And yeah. when Luke sent me, because I've formulated it all, we, we finished into a top 12, because 12 is divisible by three. That's why. We know that. Uh, we're not all teachers, and yet we know that. When Luke sent me his list, he said, I really struggled to do a top 10. You said the first five were really easy. Yeah. And then you struggled easy. to think no of another five. Yeah. So is it saying that TV there wasn't as much like excellent TV? I tell no, I tell you, no. When TV was good, it was better than what we had in 2015. I'll reveal ahead of time that this year the top three are the only three shows that we all had in our lists. And I reckon we no, already know what they are. Okay, well Facts we'll get fans. to you. we'll Facts get to fans. them. Fact What we're going to do is we're running through our top 12 uh, and they're, they're only going to be UK shows, but in the middle we're going to pause and do um, our honourable non-UK mentions or as I think we've dubbed it, Gary Goes Global. What sort of music do we need for that? I haven't got a global theme. Uh, what um, about Around the World by Daft Punk? I can yeah. do you one or, better. Or I raise you Around the World by... Yeah. No, come on, Lisa Stansfield. I've been around the world, 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 world. E seventeen around the world, or oh, Oasis. Oh. No, I still think Daft Punk's best. Well, Daft Punk's more jingly, isn't it? If you want sure. just a jingle, I'm going to throw right. to various members of the podcast. They don't know what I'm going to. Oh, it's like who's line? <laughs> and we'll start what? at. Did you uh, say it's like Newsnight? No, who's line is it anyway? <laughs> I you said Newsnight. First off, then number twelve, and it is. Uh, me and Luke both had this on our list, but Luke had it a little bit higher. It's uh, Louis Theroux's documentaries, A Different Brain, and Drinking... Well, see, now, hold on a minute. I was told drama. 
No, you weren't. And com- I didn't think we could put... Oh. All right. When have we ever made it drama? Yeah, and comedy? you're right. In my head, we had the murder detectives in- last year. You had inside the commons on your list last year. <laughs> Did I? Oh, okay, fine. Then just me. Well, but I, I, this was this was very good, so I agree. I concur. Joe, my fellow guys and dolls enthusiast, was in crisis, having relapsed and been kicked out of his flat. He'd been going in and out of A and E in a chaotic state, demanding and then rejecting the staff's help. Why have you come out here? Get a cigarette? Yeah, just have a bag. Do you want me to have a treat? Oh, How are you doing, Joe? Do you remember me? Oh, Louis. How's it going? Hello. How's it going? It's, uh, no. Well, not well, obviously. Yeah, you're looking like you're a bit fragile. Had a few drinks? Yeah. You went on a bit of a bender from what I can hear. Yeah, really bad. Badly. You okay? Yeah. What have you been drinking? Okay. I'm sorry to be this way. You were doing really well when, when we saw you. I was, wasn't I? But I don't want it. I just don't want it. I don't want it at all. What don't you want? Um, to be a drunk. How are you feeling? Um, withdrawing very heavily. <laughs> what does it feel like? Like I'm dying as a person. Yeah. Do you remember what it was that triggered you to stop? It, it was my ex. She wouldn't talk to me. Your girlfriend. The most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Do you want some Lucasade? I thought I was recovering, Louis. Well, you were recovering. <laughs> you can get back on track. <laughs> no, I can't. I think this is endgame. Brian game. You were, what, four years sober? You must hate me. Well, no, that's... No, no. What's strange do you, you to say? Do you like me? Of course I like you. But uh, I'm, I'm paying the arse. Not at all. I know you're not a medic, but, like, I just want to go and get a bottle of vodka. I'll drink it down the road. Uh, do, do you remember they're detoxing you? So Yeah, I do know that. So, so for you to go... Like 250 mils of vodka. I would stay, Joe, I really would. No, I'm heading off. I wouldn't go, Joe, honestly. Where, where is it that you're keen to get to? I just want to basically buy a bottle of vodka and go to, I don't know, Ruskin Park or something. What, and drink the vodka? Yeah, Why? drink the vodka and sleep there. Why? It feels easier than staying here. Joe, should we just wait for the medical... Uh... 
We want to offer detox to patients who are going to engage and stay and, and really want it. And I'm not convinced that he's in that place at the moment. It's also this weird thing of when you're around him, somehow you get sucked into this vortex of wanting to help, but also not wanting to kind of mother him. You know what I mean? He's looking somewhere for support and to be looked after, and it's tricky. So now I have to decide whether we need to call the police to try and get him back in. I need to go and speak to the team okay, about that. OK, OK. Um, we've always championed Louis through, me particularly. I've always loved his work. But I think the reason these stood out was they were the first two he'd ever done set in the UK. Normally he travels to the US, points his camera at the, the uh, zaniness of America and uh, watches what unfolds. Here, he seemed to show... A different side of himself. I don't know whether it was because he was on home turf and he was speaking to people he could re easily relate to, but specifically the drinking to the oblivion documentary. And I've seen, we've all seen a lot of documentaries over the years about alcoholism and the disastrous effects it can have on people and their families. But I think what was so compelling about that one was that Louis really felt connected to the subjects he was talking to. Although he's always good at ingratiating people in and having them on his side, you could tell he really felt for the young gentleman who was really just at the end of his time, wasn't he? He was in the yeah. hospital, in a hospital every night, and then left uh, to get a drink. And Louis was trying so hard. At, at yeah, it corner, was at Gary's favorite corner shop. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, where are you? But it, as you say, it was that desperation in Louis's voice of like, "Do you really think this I, is the best?" You know, it's yeah. really, really playing on him very hard. I genuinely, it, for me, it felt like he'd forgotten that he was doing a. T I don't know how true it was, but it felt like he was not aware that he was on telly. Then he was just desperate yeah. that this yeah. person got the camera. Yeah, and again, in the different brain, he seemed to. Speak yeah, up. Yeah, I would say that was the one I preferred. I think because it was more sort of eye-opening. I would say like these people who had brain damage and stuff like that. As you say, we've seen a lot of stuff about alcoholism and things before. But this the was brain damage one, the brain damage one as well. Because no normally in these programs, th th there's there's like you know Louis works with people and and you you kind of you're meant to be sympathetic towards them. Obviously, it was very hard in the brain damage one because these people were because of the brain damage weren't rational were emotionally uh, and, and you know one of them just didn't want to be with her husband that she'd had children with and things like that and it was harder that one i think probably more hard hitting but just harder to relate to and also there was a great moment where louis is talking to the mother of uh, a young man with with the brain injury and he's being quite aggressive oh yeah her. and louis actually again, in a moment of confidence, says, you know, you can't talk like that to your mum. She's distraught. And he just yeah. seemed to feel a sense of confidence that I mm. don't think I've seen. He stepped in with... more, yeah. didn't he? He felt more, you know, like with the couple, I remember, in the different brain as well, mm. the who, the wife who'd had the brain damage and, and was completely different towards her sons and things like that. And I don't know whether well, it was just a more chatty relationship rather than a interview and interviewee situation. Yeah. Because he, 
he's often looking at the American people in the more zany documentaries that he used to do with our sort of eyes and thinking, aren't they a bit nuts and a bit crazy? And, of course, when you're doing subject matters like that, it's a completely different thing. And you, he, the, he got really sympathetic and really drawn into their lives. Earl pulled in front of an ambulance and clipped the curb, lost control of the car. The car went across the road. He ended up going down on the tram lines and it wrapped round the tram line pole. Am I right in thinking he was going too fast? Yes, I'm made to believe he was doing about 50. Mm. And he'd only been driving two and a half weeks as well, himself. So I thought you are doing all the right things, but obviously sometimes you're not. You think you did something that you could have done that might yeah. have averted it? Yes. In what way? Not bought him the car. It's that simple. Why are you crying on camera talking shit? You can see you on camera crying like Ray. It's sad, like, I feel sorry for you. And this is what he does all the time, the way. Well, what do you think his mum gonna think when she sees it? I'm not crying about that. It's Earl. He asked me a question. Well, you're leaping to all kinds of conclusions about what Patricia's been saying. She hasn't done anything embarrassing. I'm going back tonight. I don't want to stay here, man. I actually don't want to stay here. I can't go off of the bullshit no more. Get them in to take me back, I'm not staying here. Did you just lose at FIFA? Is that what happened? Did you come in here because you just lost at FIFA? No, because I was... Did you just lose? Tell me honestly. No, because... Yeah. So that's... So you came in here in a mood... ..and took it out on your mum? Yeah. Maybe you want to say sorry to your mum. What for? For coming in here and... and ..making her feel bad. I don't make her feel bad. Um, His documentaries are always enjoyable, but these two were stand out. Okay, uh, number 11 is the start of a Gary Double Bill. Oh! And, oh. Hey! And, Hello, and ladies. Possibly the biggest surprise I think we've had this year is uh, Gary's newfound love for Call the Midwife, which comes out oh. number 11. Oh. And I think my main misgiving was. Miranda. If I'm honest, yeah. you know, I'm going I'm to be honest. And also, I think I'd seen one Christmas special where my parents had dragged me to watch it because I was at home. But I, I was just surprised this year about the level of storytelling, the way in which they went with certain stories, and how good the characters and the writing were. For something that I dismissed as kind of, I don't know, I, I probably dismissed it as early evening non, BBC non fodder. bikes and things like that. Yeah. I think because it's on Sundays as well, and as you said, yeah. because it had uh, Miranda, who's sort of a comedy actress, and it had like you know Pam Ferris, who you associate with like Darling Buds of May and things like yeah. Where the Heart Is. You you see it as oh, this is a cosy thing, you know. You have got all these bikes it's set in the past, uh, but uh, it deals with a lot of issues and specifically issues around women at the time and how they were sort mm. of like seen as second class citizens. You know, it is a very female-heavy cast, both the central cast and the supporting cast, obviously. Um, but but like one, one of the episodes... Yeah, well, so I say, one of the episodes that I loved was when Minty tried to run the haberdashery store. Yeah, I mean, they do have <laughs> those... it was so it was so stupid, but it was great. It was great. They do have those comedy storylines and there's like the romance and stuff, but at the same time, you had that like that Thamel... is it Thamel... mm. Thamelda Hyde? 
The drug. Yes. That, yeah, the drug that I mean, the that doctor was the prescribed. sort of through storyline, wasn't it? And you had Liz White, who was excellent as the mother whose baby was born with the. And also, also as you say, um, the darling buds of May character, she went away, didn't she, to find yeah, herself? And then she died. And then she passed away right yeah. at the end. So they really um, dealt with some strong well, stuff. I, I th- and, and there was the one with this teacher who sort of got pregnant through an extramarital affair and lost everything, didn't she? And yeah. Was, again, it looks at those sort of issues and issues of race and gender and class and everything like that. Presents it in sort of a mainstream way where they get like, mm. you know, eight, nine million viewers, uh, which is really good for this sort of age of uh, multi-channel TV. Do okay. you think this is the most out of your comfort zone you've ever gone? Because it does sound... Yeah, it, I, I think it's probably the most outside. I tell you what, it's the most outside I've stuck with and then re- and then gone back to. I think I've tried things that are outside of my comfort zone, but this is the one that I actually then went, do you know what, I actually like this. Uh, staying with Gary and staying on Sunday nights, number 10, we have uh, Endeavour. Sorry, you're staying here on Sunday night, you say? I need to get a bed ready. Oh, no, sorry. The problem with Endeavour for me is the fact that it's always on early in the year, so by the time you get to the end of the year... You've kind of forgotten it, but I, I, there's certainly no way that I can forget how good this show is, how well written I, it is. I have to say, I've reminded myself about it today because I've been writing about it for the site for our best of the year. So Yeah, th- this started off uh, the, the, the year with Endeavour with him being fired from the, or released from the police squad for a further to the incidents that happened where he shot um, Roger Allen's character, Detective Saturday? Thursday. Thursday. I knew it was a day of the week. Um, <laughs> before the weekend. And the first episode is him sort of doing an investigation on his own um, um, due to the sort of friends he was keeping. And then he did get brought back into the police force. And I think, again, you know, these are two hour episodes. They really allow you to tell a proper story. Um, I think if uh, Endeavour was done in an hour, I don't think I would like it as much. I like the fact that they allow a story a time to breathe and... Yeah, and I think that final episode specifically was the was the sort of the cracking one with the bank heist and yeah. all that happened there with Thursday and things like that. Also, there was the Great Gatsby episode, which, I mean, each, and I've said this before about Endeavour, and I think it's true of each series, each one of the four episodes that they have mm. feels different from the other episodes. They've got a different tone. But yes. You had, you had the Great Gatsby one, you had the um, supermarket one. Hey, fans it's time for matt and uh, oh, matt. <laughs> this is number nine and this is the only one from my list that wasn't on either of your lists but it, might have, something, it might have something to do with the fact that gary didn't think he was allowed any comedies uh, it's fresh meat i don't remember much about it so the so girls I... going to the commune the boys going to london them will be yeah. in the cellar you know, I remember the episode with, with the, the, the seller because it was rotten. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol.
Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. Oh, what's her name? Fod. Yeah, Fod. that was the great episode where she was trying to, because it was the drug dealers, wasn't it, that were coming yeah. for her. That and it, she thing. was just trying to convince them it was the TV repair, TV detective. TV yeah. licensing. That's TV it. And like, he was like, I can't even watch iPlayer. Drop everything. Get in the cellar. Television in my bedroom, it's a TV monitor for playing video games. What is going on? I don't know. Maybe it's the guy who comes to pick up the Big Next catalogue. They already came to pick up the Big Next catalogue. Okay, well, we're not going anywhere until we get our 60 guns. Um, guys, I think I might know what this is. Promise not to shout. <laughs> um, well, I might off by accident told the drug dealer who's doing security and drugs for my event, um, that I've got 60 grand cash in the house. You got involved with the Manchester drug lords. The lords of the drug lords. Drug dealers. Fod, have you seen The Wire? Because I haven't, but I can fucking imagine. All the characters are brilliant. You know, you have those individual storylines with, like, Oregon and her her sort of taking over. Last president, you see. You had the stuff with Vod's debt and her working at pub. And I just think it was the perfect way to sort of cap off the series, really. And I think we all really loved that episode where they sort of split up the two sexes and had the girls go to that yeah, and the boys go to London and both of them sort of dealing with their anxiety about what's coming next. And I think that, that was the sort of overarching theme that a lot of us can relate to that, you know, we're finished uni now, what's next? And I think they did that well. Uh, and as always with Fresh Meat, you've got these sort of larger-than-life characters who are still believable because they have the same sort of worries that, you know, normal people have. The, the writing by sort of Sam Bain, Jesse Armstrong and the team is really well done. And I just, I think they ended it on a high, which is good. Uh, you know, this this is the end of it now. They've finished university. But I'd like to see the, some of the actors work together again because they had really good chemistry and that is one of the things that made the series. <laughs> I will appear, fans of me, I will. Number, number eight um, is a, a show that only appeared on Gary's list. Um, I, I think we can work out what it is. It was one of his favourites this year. And again, another surprise, um, a little bit, was Our Girl. <laughs> really? This was only on my list? Yes. It wow. Wasn't that good. No, I thought, but... I thought it was all right. 
there were bits of this that I really enjoyed, but as a series, there were bits that really sort of dipped for me. And I, I think... know for you two, you were not impressed by some of the dialogue. The dialogue uh, was dreadful. It, it, yeah, you... it was like I, it wanted would, to be one would... show. And it... mm, the one show. <laughs> Don't do that every time. Don't do that joke every time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, the thing that was different this year was it was Michelle Keegan that was in the role, so it was Lovely completely Michelle. different, completely different to uh, the previous series. And I think they managed to ramp up the, the the action sequences, which I think was what was really important to me. Was they started off in is it Ken, was it in Kenya? Yep. Where they were dealing with a bunch of insurgents, and one of them was it led was by the a, a, a Brit- Somali border. That so was it. And they the were dealing with with a with an ISIS type group and it was led by a, a, a former British Muslim who um, they captured one of the workers at the hospital and she went to go and rescue them and in the rescue she got captured um, and then there was quite a, a serious point where, where it might have been that she might have been killed but in the end they were able to rescue her but the person that rescued her was her ex-fiance ex who left her at the altar so there was a nice kind of you know, tension there that early plot was very very good but I think then bringing it back to England, I know for some of you guys that's where it got because it, they got to a more of a relationship stuff, but also the idea of tracking down and finding this British Muslim who'd come back to the UK, I, I think was excellent. And I, I really did enjoy it. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just because there was nothing else like it all year. No, I agree with you, Gary. Um, and yeah, uh, Luke doesn't. Conversely... Number seven would be something that uh, you love and Gary didn't like at all and was on my list as well. It's Cold Feet. I love that photo. Mm. Have you not got a more recent one? That is recent. Oh. Well, she's young, isn't she? Not really. She's 30. Oh, wow. 18 years younger than you. Just a number. Yeah. 18. I don't know if I wanted a Cold Feet return... Uh, when it was um, announced, I was a bit nervous just because so many things had come back and weren't as good. Then I watched the first episode. It was wonderful. Mike Bullen had captured all that I wanted in a return in as much as he didn't focus on them getting back together. They'd all known each other the full time. It felt fresh and familiar all at once because... There aren't any decent relationship dramas on the TV anymore. As Gary says, our girl stood out for him because it wasn't a police drama or it wasn't a soap or it was, you know, all the things we're used to now in Cold Feet is a relationship drama. It's a drama about friends and a drama about people. So what do you think? That you shouldn't be getting married. Oh, shut up. Here, look. Let's be tighter in the back. Tighter in the back. Mm. I just don't understand why you are. Because Angela's only got six months to live. Oh, my God! That's not true. I just had her to shut you up. Adam, seriously! Jen, do you remember what it was like to fall in love, eh? Well, vaguely. You know, the agony when he doesn't call, the ecstasy when he does. Sorry, is this Pete we're talking about? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what it's like for me with Ange. That's because it's early days. You know, the first flush of romance. You don't get married... Off that, you wait till it's passed and then see if you can still stand the sight of each other. No, well, we can't. Sorry. It wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, there was eight episodes and I preferred the first four and the last two 
there were two in the middle that I thought really let the uh, show Mike down. Mike Bullen didn't write, is that right? Yeah, oddly enough, yes, he didn't write those. But the inclusion of, of comedy actor Robert Webb really spoiled things for me and took me out of out of the cold feet. In inverted commas, uh, that was. Yeah, it wasn't perfect. They are doing more. I think what they did, and I don't know whether it is um, indicative of the what people want on television now, they did a lot more overtly comic moments and overtly comic mm. scenes. So they in the final appealing episode... to the sort of com- common denominator. Yes. So the final episode, which for the majority was pretty perfect, had a very silly scene where uh, Adam and Pete were stuck in a, a robbery in a petrol station or a supermarket. I forget exactly which. Not only did it feel out of place in the cold feet world, it felt out of place in the episode. And I spoke to Mike Bullen before that and he said, well, the the difficult thing is that you have to give each and every character and subsequently each and every actor something to do because they're big names and they all want a slice of the story. And I think it it struggled with that because James Nesbitt, Hermione Norris, John Thompson, Faye Ripley, they're all known so well now that they've all got to have their own limelight. And I think... The balance wasn't exactly there. But, but not assuming... Robert Bathurst. Well, no, I didn't like his, his jail story either. I liked him, but him in jail... You just didn't mention prison. him in that list, then? No, I didn't, because I'd forgotten him. <laughs> you know, we've got a, a cast of five core characters, and you've got to make sure that they all have stuff going on. I mean, partly the actors want to have a good role for themselves and you need to satisfy them because they're all big stars. So, you know, if you're making a movie and, and I'm not suggesting James Nesbitt is Bruce Willis, but if you're making a movie like, you know, like let's say Ocean's Eleven, but in fact yeah. it's Ocean's, Ocean's Six and five of them have got nothing to do. Well, yeah. then they won't, they won't come along to play. So, so we've got our cast. So I've got to satisfy all of them. And also I've got to satisfy uh, the the audience, so you don't want them watching an episode going, well, David wasn't in that. So there's got to be something going on for each of them. You've also got to find yourself in scenarios where you can both move the audience and create laughter. So you're sort of serving two masters at the same time. So it's, it's it is quite a challenge. But yeah, it, it wasn't perfect, but it could have been a lot worse because a, a reunion is never quite what you remember it to be and when it was good it was really good and even when it was bad it wasn't terrible I think Pete's it was... depression storyline was specifically oh it saved it because they, they they did a really interesting thing where they introduced Adam's new wife that storyline was quite interesting but then halfway through she just disappeared and they split up and it didn't quite gel so they, you bad... knew that they wanted to get him together with Leanne Best yeah. you knew that from the start yeah. that it wasn't going to last yeah but when it was bad it wasn't unwatchable or terrible it just wasn't the show i wanted it to be and but when it was good it was it was really good I, i'm glad and you I'm were glad right we didn't we didn't have to talk about this one too much <laughs> okay oh, let's let's pause this for now and go uh, around the world and uh, gary goes global Uh, some honourable uh, mentions from America and beyond. Okay, top top of my list, and this was actually my original top ten, uh, was the excellent BBC Four drama Trapped. Um, oh, I think all three of us enjoyed this. 
Oh, sorry, it's because I turned it to look at it. Sorry, I do right. okay. I'll put it back where it was. Uh, the excellent tract, which was um, actually an, uh, the first of an Icelandic uh, Nordic noir drama, uh, and this, this was set in a, a small um, shipping town uh, that gets cut off from the outside world by the fact that they have to hold on to the ferry because of a, a dead body that washes up on shore or washes up near the near the ferry. Uh, and, and it's basically a wonderful drama about basically who done it. And then there's all sorts of things, much like most Nordic Duar programs, you've got characters who are a little bit damaged and you've also got um, very political, isn't it? You know, there's like the, the mm. was it the well, African the slaves the, and things like that. Yeah, and, the stuff about the financial crisis in Iceland and how that affected the yeah. town originally because they wanted to build like a pier didn't they like a big sort of that's it uh, waterfront development or something like basically yeah gentrify the town and mm. that fell through and then they were suggesting doing it again and that was part of the tension between like the townsfolk and the the sort of four sort of big a bit like in. the monorail story in the simpsons you know a bit like nice that. yeah nice. um <laughs> well captain i'm afraid you're gonna have to stay as long as you have to stay I don't have the authority to make a decision like that. Yeah, but I do. We need to search the vessel. Why? What for? Captain, it seems more than likely that someone has been murdered and then dismembered aboard your ferry. It's possible that the arms and legs or maybe even the head are still here. That's insane. Not on my ship. Could you please give him your crew and passenger list? But you can't say it's du skal have en dommerkendelse. Du skal have en dansk dommerkendelse. In the meantime, could you check and see if any of your crew are missing? Okay. Give him the lists. We all enjoyed that, and of course, we enjoyed the fact that the lead actor, whose name I can't remember, don't ask me, uh, appeared, appeared in uh, one of the later shows coming up this year. Uh, coming up later in our lists. Uh, could... Other top um, shows you... that I want oh, to mention. Um, Go on then. We all liked Veep, didn't we? Well, I it. haven't watched it in oh, years, but yeah. it's me and Luke that liked Loved this it. series. This series, which saw uh, the lead character Julia Lucy Stryfer finally become president, but then lose the election. Not. So brilliant! That's uh, what we're well, hoping will happen with President-elect Trump. Yeah, <laughs> that recap will come in any time soon. Did we, we all like American Crime huh? Story, or was that just me that stuck That's with it? That's just you, just you. Just me. I um, liked I, what I saw, but I, it was on while I was moving, so I sort of lost... Luckily, those I that I saw, nominate Golden Globes agree with me. I, saw, I think I saw the final one, actually, and did enjoy it. All the stuff with the Kardashians was so... Um, and John Travolta. So yeah, so just pandering to the audience that it annoyed me. And um, bloody David Schwimmer calling him juice every five minutes. Really yeah. On my neck. You got it, juice. When Chris and I broke up, the juice was there for me every night. It's like he's not really the juice anymore. We gotta get you dressed, juice. Juice, juice, a will? Juice, juice, juice. Come on, juice. Juice! Juice. Juice, it's AC. Juice! AC's here. Juice. I heard Juice. It's on every channel. You know I feel the same, Juice. You're going to tell them yourself, Juice. 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 Your whole family's here, Juice. She's on the house phone waiting to talk to you, Juice. Juice. Okay, Juice. Okay, Juice. We're good to go. You're home, Juice. You know Uncle Juice and your Uncle Juice. 
Uncle Juice is a good man. He's never going to stop being the Juice. It could explain a lot, Juice. Just hear him out, Juice. He's right, Juice. Listen, Juice. Juice, Juice, this is your life. Juice, Juice, um, please, Juice. Juice, we need an answer. And it stopped it being a proper drama yeah. in my eyes. You, you could tell the all the Kardashian stuff was um, the Ryan Murphy. Influence. No, I was yeah. going to say the Ryan what? Murphy influence because he likes yeah. all this sort of twee... Right, you know, when you sort of watch Glee and stuff like that and the American... There was a, another OJ uh, documentary that were actually released where it was a proper documentary. Yeah, it was a cinematic and... release, wasn't it? That's right, and it, it, they showed it on ESPN um, about a couple of weeks ago, and it, they spread it over a couple of nights. It's hardly got any mention of the Kardashian family. Mm. In fact, I think in fact I think the only mention of it is the incident where OJ years later is at a strip club and sees Kim Kardashian on like one of the Tonight shows and goes, "That's my goddaughter." So it's I think they they hyped it up as you say because it's now more popular now. But at it the was time, just pandering to the audience. Yeah, it's I think, pandering to an audience. I do agree but with I, that. But I, 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 I think, managed yeah, to look over. There was that imbalance in tone between it being sort of a gripping courtroom thing. Mm. You know, you had Cuba Gooding Jr. who's really good. Uh, Courtney B. Vance was very good as well. As, yes. Um, was he now in this is us. Now there's the, also the guy that's in This Is Us. I thought was very good that played yeah. the Robert. Uh, Oh, I can't remember his name. The defendant, I can't. The, def- the defense, uh, the it. prosecution lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, yeah. So I mean, he was uh, th- that was very good. What I saw of it, but you say there's the sort of imbalancing tone between the sort of trashier elements, which Ryan yeah. Murphy is known for, and the more sort of serious side of it, and they sort of didn't mesh. And I think that's what sort of Luke had an issue yeah. with. It wasn't the greatest year for Game of Thrones. Oh, I thought it was a, it was an improvement, definitely, on the year before. I think Certainly an improvement on the year before, I'll give you that, I but think as a book purist. Yeah, okay, well, they went from the books, didn't they? Definitely. Well, Series it, 5 started it, and Series 6, definitely, they've, they've moved away from Well, they did move away books. from the books this year, because George R.R. Yeah. R. Martin hadn't got any more. For, so this was a series where they were allowed to do things... That, yeah. that people wanted to happen because George R. R. Martin seems to be someone who always likes to swerve people by having like almost like the bad guy come out on top. Spoiler. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, for anyone who hasn't seen Game of Thrones Season 6, that he would probably would have had Ramsey Bolton, you know, defeat Jon Snow and, and, his yeah. and things like that. And Because um, you had that victory. You had sort of Daenerys rising up and everything like that. You had yeah. things you wanted to see, you know, um... I think uh, I, I think uh, in, I in, Stark in, killing um uh yeah what's his name David um Bradley's yeah. character 
feeding oh, him, oh, his yeah. son to him, doing it like a Cartman. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> there was a lot to like, and as I say, that the battle of the ums <clears throat> was uh, yes, the really battle well of the legitimate children. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot to like. <laughs> I think one of the storylines that stood out for me was the Hodor hold the door story. Oh line. yeah, that was that was uh, amazing. Uh, that, and that Hodor. I think from any anyone Hodor. who was a good. Find that anyone click, that was a anyone that was a book purist was still like, yep, yeah, that's clever. I like that. And apparently, that is a either that is how George R. R. Martin is going to do it, or he was like behind that storyline. Yeah, that's a very good idea. So yeah, uh, and of course, we don't get the next series now till the summer next year, which is going to be very disappointing for anyone who's looking forward to that. Two more very quickly. Uh, one, I think it was a very good year for BoJack Horseman. There was a particular very good episode that I liked where he went to underwater or stroke Japan. Uh, as it was supposed to be, uh, that stood out. Um, it is about talking animals, so it is a bit weird. And Sorry. lastly, Stranger Things. I know Luke. Oh yeah, I was going to. I was going to mention that as well. So. Yeah, uh, um, this is a Netflix drama that where the, the recognisable face of it is Winona Ryder. But to be fair, the stars really are the young yeah. teenagers. Especially uh, it Billy, has a very... Billy Bobby Brown, a British actress who played Eleven. The uh... yes. The strangest thing in, in yeah the strange in the stranger things uh, and and I think it was just very good there was a bit of the Goonies in there you know the kind of idea well, that there was they, just the all ones... the eighties movies ever there was the yeah thing and of course and was... it was set in it there was a lot of eighties music so yeah. really good and uh, we're looking forward to seeing yeah. it too it was it was sort of almost like the word of mouth hit of the summer wasn't it I mean I remember it was. watching it like, I hadn't heard anything about it Luke told me to watch it to write a review of just like at one for the site and I ended up watching all of it in about three days because A, I knew it was only eight episodes. So I, yeah. you know, if it was a 13 episode thing, I might not have stick with it, but I think, you know, eight episodes is the sort of ideal I'll power mm. through this, you know, cause it wasn't the sort of best written or best sort of ca- drawn characters, but it was very sort of trashy, pulpy. It came out at the right time of year, I think in the summer. Well, uh, three more gone then. The Americans can't have a best of the year without talking oh, about yeah, it. Oh yeah, love the Americans. Loved yep. it. Series four was incredible. We won't talk about it because uh, Gary hasn't got there yet and to talk about it would be a real shame. But if you can, find it, watch it, bask in it. It is wonderful. A uh, comedy on FXX called Better Things with um, Pamela Alden was superb and is on a lot of the critics' lists. The final series of Rectify blew my mind. I love this show so much. And even, uh, I, I think it's worth it because I've seen five. This Is Us on Channel 4 and NBC what is worth a look and is one of the biggest um, pleasantest surprises of the year. To come from the states. Deutschland eighty three not there for you, Luke. Yeah, Deutschland eighty three as well. I really enjoyed it. It was the first ever Walter presents, and it was on TV fully. It was a clever spy story, set in nineteen eighty three in in the German land. Really enjoyable, <laughs> worth checking. Which you out. never would have guessed from the title, would you? No, I sort of no. stepped over the point of the title there, but it is really good and worth your time. Uh, and and for me, uh, from Peru, no, uh, just one more. Paddington. <laughs> yeah. uh, the good, the oh, final God, season yeah. of The Good Wife, I suppose, just to mention quickly. Not, yeah. I mean, it wasn't as good as sort of the season five sort of high point. We had sort of the conclusion, which a lot of people were a bit ooey and Ari about because it didn't end things sort of cleanly but it was good having sort of a uh, mirroring the opening scene of of the first episode in this in this last episode with her sort of rejecting Peter and there was a, there was a lot to like generally in the season 
mainly with the political stuff, Margot Martindale and Alan Cumming having their spats throughout the season. Alan Cumming was brilliant throughout and also uh, Juliana Mogley's just fantastic. Turning away from Gary Goes Global now, we turn to Gary (laughs) (laughs) for uh, another show that was on my list, but not Luke's list. Uh, that being uh, number six, being 13. Yeah, this was a BBC Three uh, drama, um, which was commissioned and shown just after BBC Three went online. But it was also Possibly shown... the week of, I think. I, I was going to say, yeah. I, think, I think this was the launch of, of a BBC Three going online. Something which we all said wouldn't be very good in the sense of for, for viewers. And we've kind of improved, right? Because BBC Three has kind of been forgotten about. Um, I mean, we struggled with 13, if you remember, because, I mean, I was watching it previews. Luke was watching, I think, BBC Three. You were catching up on BBC Two, and you were a week behind BBC Three. We were all out of sync with it. Nobody was. And and that made it very hard for us. When she was 13, she was taken, and 13 years later, she came back. Hence the title, 13. And she tried to sort of act as if nothing, not tried to act as if nothing had happened, but she was very insistent on having her old friends or her old boyfriend. Her old boyfriend had unfortunately moved on and got married since then, uh, something which he didn't automatically tell her. Uh, and, and she struggled with her family. But, but what was excellent was the main the main lead. Now, tell me the actress's name. Jodie Jody Comer. Some... Jody I think it was Jodie. She was just brilliant at being awkward. Mm. She was, um, and she was the most believable part of the whole show. I think. I think if I remember anything, really, it's her acting. Performance. I think that opening scene was so well done. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. But Jodie Comer tied everything together perfectly. I think. Mm. I think if you remember back, we thought the police were rubbish in this. They were terrible. Yeah, yeah there but was a police bureau there was, that there was at least one brilliant set piece in every episode which sort of kept you hooked kept you like guessing i think 13 did a lot that another show we'll talk about in a bit that we're building up uh, did a little bit better and maybe that's why we don't remember it as fondly it was interesting gary's list specifically was interesting because you had a lot of sort of female-centric dramas in there gary what we sort of call the midwife girl 13 yeah, Hello, it's because he's going through the menopause now. <laughs> um, and another female-centric drama that Gary didn't have on his list but was on mine and Luke's list at number five. Luke can lead this one because it was a little higher on his list, is Happy Valley. Yeah, second series, really worried about it. Shouldn't have been. It was. I don't think it was better than the first. It was a different animal to the first. Catherine Kaywood... Uh, just a fascinating character, and Sarah Lancashire plays her with with such realism, and Sally Wainwright's scripts just roll out of her mouth like it's effortless. I just think it was perfectly plotted, tons of characters, tons of things going on, but never overly complicated, never too much going on for you to follow, never, you know, everybody had that... their moment to shut. Yeah, what I was going to say, I think that's the problem with, and I'm trying to catch up with it at the moment, the second series of Humans, that there is too much... Oh, you are watching it now. Yeah, yeah, there is too much going on, there are too many characters, there are, some of it works, some of it doesn't, but Happy Valley doesn't seem to have that problem, it seems to be able to sort of tie everything together. There's just a lot of, there was a lot of comedy in it, and... And and it's a lot of the because it is like northern comedy, and it does appeal to me, because it does ring through the dialogue in that. It, there's a rhythm to Sally Wainwright's yeah. dialogue. I thought the second series made a lot of sense. I thought the plots were 
were gripping. So Kevin many... Doyle was so good in it as well as the. Oh, he's amazing. The sort of policeman who was driven to murder and and, slight, and and sort of unraveled as the series went on. It was like three shows, but three perfect shows all together. The the scene I will always associate with Happy Valley series two is the scene where he's about to jump to his death and she says, I haven't done the course on how to sort of talk to yeah. you. And he says, I've done it. I'll tell you what to say. So he's basically coaching her on how to get him down. You don't come near me. John, it's not that high. You're not going to... You're just going to break your legs and make a mess. Piss off. Come on. We both know she was blackmailing you. Yeah, well, I burnt the evidence, didn't I? There's other people's evidence... There's this Neil bloke I told you about, for one, and there's... More than likely, there's others. She spiked my drink. Took photos of me looking stupid. She's going to send them to people. I know. People you don't even like. They're just people you've had on your phone for years. So I did this ridiculous thing to them. Yes. And God knows that's, that's not me. That's not what I'm like. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a monster. I never have been. You were blackmailed. It was provocation. That's mitigating circumstances. Have you got children? Oh! No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry! Shut up! Sorry. Sorry. I've not done any negotiating courses. Have you? I'm... Yeah. Suicide intervention training. So... So... So what should I be saying to you? You should be telling me that you're here to make sure I get out of this alive. Yeah, well, I am. I am. I, I am here for that. You should use my name a lot. OK, John. You've got to be assertive, reassuring, empathetic and kind. And you've got to listen. You've got to be a good listener. And you have to tell them that even though they can't see it way forward, you can. And now in 24 hours' time... It'll all seem very different to what it might look like now. But you see, it won't. This can only get worse. How many people have you talked down over the years, John? Seventeen. Wow. Never lost one. Not one. One lad jumped before I got there, but... Apart from him. So what are you going to do? Mess me record up before I've even started. And it was just... It was perfection. It wasn't higher on my list... Just because there were two other big shows, three how, other big how shows. How high this year. on your list was this? Number four, but you'll right. understand why. We're, or, no, yeah, no, I, I understand. I was just interested. But it, it is brilliant, and um, if you haven't seen it, two series available on DVD, one on Netflix. Go and search it out. Perfection. Uh, number four, which was again on mine and Luke's list. Not something I think Gary enjoyed very much uh, was Mum. Mum was just a brilliant one. It was um, Leslie Manville playing Kathy, who was this woman who'd just recently been widowed. The first episode started with her husband's funeral. Went throughout the year um, with her dealing with various days. You had, I think, Valentine's Day was there. Basically six points throughout the year uh, where you checked in with uh, Kathy and her family. You had her son... Her daughter, her son's girlfriend, sort of slash daughter-in-law, who's brilliantly played by uh, Lisa McGrill's uh, Kelly, who did the cafe thing that Luke was doing there in the background. Sorry, cafe. 
Michael, this is Kelly, Jason's girlfriend. Kelly, this is Michael, an old, old friend of ours. Hiya, pleased to meet you. Yeah, and you, yeah. Um, sorry to hear about your dead friend. Thanks. Must be so hard for you, losing your husband. Uh, yeah, it's not been great, but I've had a long time to prepare, so... Yeah. When my dog died, he'd been through chemo and also they cut his leg off and put him on wheels and we were all like, he's bound to die now, and then he got hit by a lorry. OK. Shall I stop talking about my dog? I'm just going to pop to the toilet. Oh. Number one and number two. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I was literally none of my business what you get up to in there. Don't worry, love. It was just really well told. Peter Mullen was just brilliant in this. You know, he you was think, a revelation, wasn't he, you really? You think of Peter Mullen as uh, like a sort of threatening Scottish gangster type because that's what he plays in most things. Uh, it, it made me think of his turn in a film called On a Clear Day where he played this guy who swam the, swam the channel, like uh, was made redundant from his job and decided to swim the channel. That's the only thing that I can think of him doing another low-key performance in. Yeah, yeah, he was absolutely brilliant here. Was, uh, I think his character was called Michael, who who was like a friend of her late husband, who had a sort of held a sort of torch for her, had been in love with her for years and years, and was there to sort of help around the house and things like that. If Dave had done to me what her husband did to her, do you know what? I'd be a mess too. I mean, the things she comes out with, honestly, I, she thinks she's being subtle, but... Bloody hell. And I thought I'd be okay today. Because I've been preparing myself, haven't I? I've, I've, I've thought it through. I have. I've thought about it every night since he told me what was going on. And he'd be all, oh, it'll be okay, it'll be fine, you know, don't worry, because I, I don't think he actually believed he could die, did he? But I was preparing myself, and, and I, was, I was Googling it, and I was reading up on it, because I knew it would end like this, I knew it would. And I've been through all that with my mum and dad, haven't I? Honestly, Michael. Jesus Christ. I miss him so much. Not the Dave that we had in the hospital, but the Dave who used to make me laugh. And if he'd been here today, we'd be hiding in here together and we'd be laughing about what a prat morning is. Now look at me. And I know this is ridiculous and I know I'm being silly, but the hearse is here and we need to get going and I cannot find my bloody glasses. Are they in any way similar to the ones on your head? And it just, as you say, like with a, with a few of these we said, it just all rang true and you could just sort of at least identify with one of these characters. It's the sort of comedy that I just feel like I gravitate towards. I just love the characters and that's the key here. If you didn't like them or warm to them, then like Gary, it wasn't going to be your sort of thing because it was just about them. It wasn't about anything massive happening. Uh, and Stefan's got a real gift for just picking up on the way people speak and the rhythms of the way people speak. I loved it. What is uh, number, Luke, three? Luke, number three? Luke can lead us through uh, National Treasure. Go. Okay. Very quickly then, Robbie Coltrane plays the National Treasure of the title. He is um, 50% of a double act who whose life is pretty fine. He's got a game show. He doesn't do comedy so much, but he's still well... Uh, well thought of within the showbiz community. One day, uh, the police come knocking at his door, saying that uh, a few years that a girl has come forward accusing him of sexual abuse uh, years ago, um, and his whole world falls apart as you'd imagine it would. Julie Walters plays his wife. Then there's Andrea Riseborough as his sort of out of control, sort of 
living away from home daughter who sort of, I don't know quite how to put it, but she's sort of become distant. She's had a lot of problems with alcohol, had a lot of problems with depression, and it focuses on how the allegations affect uh, his life, his family life, and then it asks the questions to us. Do you believe that this person you're seeing is capable of the things that are being levelled at him? If I'm guilty, I'd say I was innocent. If I'm innocent, I would say I'm innocent. Don't know what to say. There's nothing to say. Not going to be cheap, this, you know that. Well, we spend whatever it takes to get you off, don't we? Do we? I know I've not treated you well at times. But you must know I didn't do this. I believe you. This was inevitable. We've been hearing these stories in the news for... Well, I've been back four years, and certainly four years we've seen yeah. a lot of it these did, sort it of It did stories. really kick off with the it Savile was, thing. Yeah. That was the towards the end of 2012, wasn't it? Yeah. So sort of not, not the only show on our list to reference Savile, of course. But it's, it's sort of the only inevitable drama to become of it. But what was interesting was that it asked the question to the audience without even really asking it. Because at the beginning, at least I was on his side. And although mm. it was only four episodes, mm. by the episode... I think by- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the end of two, you were sort of thinking, well, hang on. Who is this man? Who is, you know? Because you started yeah. to have those flashbacks where you could... Because in the present, you see him as Robbie Coltrane, this sort of cuddly... Um, game show host, you know, he's not done as well as his comedy partner played by Tim McInerney. You initially believed him because you saw him presented as the cuddly game show host. And it was only when in episode two you started to see him as a younger character who was slightly sleazier than he is when he's Robbie Coltrane that you started to doubt him and that was my point. I think that's a fair point, actually. Yeah. The only part of the storyline that made me scratch my head was the, the kind of pseudo-relationship or that was an implied relationship between his partner and his wife. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree. That, that was kind of that a bit scratchy as true, yeah. I, I, I wonder whether that was just the writer trying to put another layer of... Uh, an, another layer of... Uh, Although some of that came out in the... Um, you know, when he went on the stand and testified and you had her sort of wanting him almost to tell the truth to maybe expose yeah. him, but he realised that he was nothing without Robbie Coltrane. But I, I, I tend to agree. I think also the daughter did a, an excellent job uh, of acting in this. I, I really believe the, the strangeness in her and Robbie Coltrane's relationship. Um, and, yeah, I, I think some of the best scenes for me were ones with just those two. This just in for your entertainment. Get the latest TV news direct from thecustardtv.com. My God, you are pure television. Guaranteed. 
coming in at number two uh, is a show that we all really enjoyed, uh, and that being uh, Line of Duty Series 3. We we started with thinking this would be about, um, as we had in the first series, it was sort of about Lenny James's character with the AC-12 team in the background. Series 2 had Keely Hawes in the forefront, and again, the AC-12 character's kind of a secondary Series three, you started with this team with Daniel Mays and Will Meller and and Liam Best, who were a fast response team. Early mm. on, you saw him kill this guy in cold blood and then cover up for him. Vicky McClaw's character then sort of uh, joined their team. And then, like, the shock of, of that first episode was that Daniel Mays died at the end. And this was the character you thought, this is going to be your main character got killed off uh, and we learned as we went on that it was going to be about those core characters played by Vicky McClure Martin Constant, Craig Parkinson mm. and Adrian Dunbar who we followed They did of... do something similar in series 2 didn't they where they killed off one of the Call the Midwife characters Yeah but, in the... yeah, but she was never the lead yeah. was No she? sure but they... was the lead Absolutely but they in all did the have pro... propensity yeah. all for the that promo, All the promo material for series 3 all the promo mm. photos were of that Daniel May's Quartet, that sort of, um, as you say, the Will fast Miller. response. Yeah, Will well, Miller, Archer Ali. What I think was interesting is because you and I, and Gary to an extent, we live in a different TV world to most. So we see all the press releases, we see all the photos, we see all the previews and stuff. And even the BBC were playing along with this that this is who. This is who we want to present to journalists. This is, you know, this is the show we want to give them, and they knew all along that Daniel Mays was only in the one episode, and that happens so rarely. Yeah, that, that it's so hard to keep thing. a secret these days like this. Yeah, but the BBC spoil everything for it. if you if you know the ins and outs of the way things work. The BBC spoil everything for journalists normally. There's normally big things at the side. Yeah, saying, don't we'll spoil at the end. So, but they played along and to. For all the better of the show. Also, what I love so much about Series 3 is is it rewarded those of us who'd been with the show since 2012 Mm. and uh, and Lenny James. No, it gave us the end of the story that began in uh, 2012. Unmasking uh, Cotton as the the caddy and Mm. Craig Parkinson was fantastic, uh, as was all all of the cast. The yeah. ensemble was so good playing off one, one another. It was great. I mean, the chemistry, as you say. And I think as well, sort of almost playing into National Treasure a little bit, the storyline that could have been, that was handled so well about the child abuse in the, yeah. the boys' home with all these sort of big figures in the community. The sort of Which was the storyline that, that the, the, the response team leader guy was, was looking into, wasn't he? And as you say, Jimmy Savile referenced here. Which which was very surprising because this was on the BBC that they referenced that, um, and they managed to get not get away with it, but they managed to do it with tact and diplomacy that meant it was realistic without being sensational. Patrick Fairbank, some new information has come to light that we'd like to put to you, PC Bindra. Document twenty seven is a transcript of a professional tribunal which took place on the nineteenth of September, nineteen ninety eight in which Oliver Stevens Lloyd recorded he'd submitted a list of names of abusers at Sandsview. this list again. I don't know anything about any list. Where is this new 
information. For the tape I'm showing the interviewee a video capture, item KMF4. Who is shown in item KMF4? I refused to take part in any video identification. You did, which meant we were forced to use a video capture from your previous interview. And we are legally entitled to use this image because your client was notified that he was going to be questioned regarding an offence, misconduct in public office. In accordance with paragraph 5, code D of the Police and Criminal Evidence Act, item KMF4, alongside eight of the video captures of unrelated, similar persons were shown by an officer independent of this inquiry to a witness who was a resident at Sunsview Boys' Home in the 1990s. This witness identified KMF4 as showing one of the men who sexually abused him. These politicians... And celebrities, they couldn't have got away with this time and time again without the collusion of police officers. I mean, I kept asking myself over and over again, how could they turn a blind eye? How could they allow these appalling things to happen to these children? And of course, the answer is as plain as day. They didn't turn a blind eye. They were in on it. Patrick Furbank, I am arresting you for aggravated indecent assault in that this offence occurred before May the 1st, 2004 with a child or children under the age of 13 perverting the course of justice and misconduct in public office. You think you got me? You haven't got a clue. I hope you like the outdoors because you are going to be directing traffic to the end of your sad little career. And the shock of seeing Keely Hawes again because we didn't know she was going to be oh, in the series at all. I jumped yeah. out my skin and punched the air in delight when she popped up. It, Unfortunately, said, because I think I was an episode behind, I think I knew that when I watched it. So, As you say, it but, tied uh, like Series 1 and Series 2 up because you had... Lindsay Denton stuff get wrapped up as well but in this. You series. won't be coming back in the next series. No, this is sort of like the end of I would say Line of Duty. The first chapter. Yeah. And yeah. We've got. We know certainly we've got four and five coming up, and we know and, we've got Pandy Newton as the lead. And they will be on, on BBC, BBC One, not BBC yeah. Two. That's worries thing. me slightly because. I don't reckon BBC One would have done the Savile story. I could be completely no, wrong. I, I would, it have lo- would it have lost anything? What, you mean the whole child abuse story or just having No, I think it just wouldn't picture? have shown the Savile story. I just don't keep... It wouldn't have I don't think the having picture. the Savile picture added or took away from it, it made no. it more risky. But if you hadn't have had it, you wouldn't have been complaining. Yeah, I, I don't think... I, I agree with Matt. If they'd have left okay. that out, it still wouldn't have... It, it would have had the same impact as a storyline. Um, it was just I, interesting that they said it because, you know, let's face it, everyone else would have been thinking it. I think the three, the top three that we've had, I know what number one is, everybody or knows do what you? number one is. Or do you? Yes, we, yes, we do. It but is I think, ITV's him. No. I know, I, I, think, <laughs> I think that they are not just the strongest dramas of this year, I think they're my favourite dramas for a long time. National Treasure was super... I, get it all my, one and, my one and two... I don't know if I'm more influenced by the fact that number one was on more recently. Should because I really a... did enjoy Line on a Duty. So was it 1-1-A one, one or 1-2? One and two? I Did we know. do a, a, a sort of a countdown before we get to number yeah, one? You found tribute... that top of the, yeah. top of the pops. Number 12, we had Louis Theroux, a different brain slash 
Drinking to Oblivion. Uh, number 11, Call the Midwife. Number 10, Endeavour, Series 3. Number 9, Series 4 of Fresh Meat. Number 8, Series 2 of Our Girl. Number 7, Series 6 of Cold Feet. I knew there was a Series 6 in there somewhere. Number 6, 13. Number 5, Series 2 of Happy Valley. Number 4, Mum. Number 3, National Treasure. Number two, series three of Line of Duty, and at number one, drum roll, please, uh, is Paranoids. No, I, I'll oh, stop no. doing those jokes. <laughs> Marcella, no? but can I just can I just say that out of the ten, or no, the twelve, sorry, only two, no, three new shows this year. The others have been all returning ones. Yeah, so we had Mum, Thirteen, point. and National Treasure, but all the others. Well, he's been on the continuation of his work. It's yeah. not really. It's not an ongoing. It's so an it's ongoing project, but it's still. Mum, thirteen, and National Treasure were brand new to the screens. But this then year. you could say, like, our girl was almost a reboot, and number one, uh, which is the missing, of course. Hey. Do you know the name Alice Webster? The British girl. She was abducted in two thousand and three. Yesterday, she came back. I can't believe it. I spoke with Alice. She's not telling us something. What's happened to her, son? Where the hell has she been? We're just at the beginning. I promised I would find out what happened to their daughter. I can't stay here. Which was was number one on all three of our lists. Uh, We all agreed. Wow. And um, yeah, that's a shocker. Yeah. It was almost a reboot here. I mean, as as we had like one returning character in Our Girl and one returning character in The Missing, that being uh, Checky Cario's uh, Baptiste. And we've talked about this so recently. Yeah, I don't you know... know whether we have to go into it in great depth. There's a mm. reason why it's on all of our lists at number one is because it was television drama at its most compelling, at its most edge of seat. Mm. At its cleverest, I think, in storytelling, and mm. just in so intricately plotted. I think I uh, just to bring up on your point as well, Gary. I'm I'm a, of a sort of similar disposition in thinking maybe you know if Line of Duty was on later in the year, like The Missing was, then it might have been a bit different. But yeah, maybe. Time, I mean, as Line of Duty went on, I think it got more tense. I think the the sort of first half of the series. There was a lot of sort of secondary bits and bobs. When it when it got going, that last episode, Line of Duty, was amazing. But the missing, yeah. I think, grabbed you from the moment, you know, the the word go with that scene. Very similar to the, fir- the first scene of 13, in a way, where you mm. had the girl running through the streets, as we said, who looked like a zombie. Mm. And there was that uh, question of her identity. But it never let you go. When I think back on the missing, and you know, I've done that recently. Just we, <laughs> all those, uh, all those basically. months ago. Well, no, that's <laughs> right. But you know, just having a think about it, there's nothing I would change. It, and I'm not going to say that makes it perfect. No. I'm just going to say 
I can't think of anything I would do differently. And that's so rare in a, in a BBC drama that you think, oh, I might have tweaked that or that character Usually could Usually you go, oh, it was good, but, the, you know... I'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there wasn't and I, any of from, that. From beginning to end, it was, it was great drama. In the world of social media where people think, oh, it's great to have a show you can tweet along with, this yeah. was grown-up telly where if you weren't watching it if you weren't paying attention you yeah. weren't you weren't going to enjoy it and you weren't going to understand it mm. and it all you couldn't it did, tweet along because you'd miss it all it did was congratulate those that had paid attention by keeping them gripped from the first episode to the last moment of the last it was mm. perfection i loved it um, um, <laughs> listen to our podcast on the last episode of the missing yeah because, because we did the whole podcast we, about. the reason we're not I mean, we are raving about it, but we have talked till we are sore about how much we love this show. It is a work of art. So we've talked about it. We did a special finale podcast, as Matt says. Sig that one out. And we talk about it on basically every podcast from October till now. So you'll be able to find out our thoughts there. Uh, Thank you ever so much to Matt for a year at the Custody. Oh, hello. (laughs) For, for, For a year on the podcast and a year... On the site, uh, going to screenings often on my behalf and at my behest and at my pestering. Thanks for his columns that he does on a kind of weekly basis. When there's and enough you, on to yeah. justify doing a column, it wasn't a point. dig. It wasn't a dig. It never sounded <laughs> like, like, like like midsummer and just up to Christmas. There's not a lot on. There really isn't. Uh, thank you to Gary as well for actually, you know, letting us into his life a bit more, letting us into the list. Thank you for letting us sometimes take the mic, but it's all in good fun. It's it's a pleasure to, to spend some time in your company, both of you, every so often on this podcast. And, and genuinely, it's a thank you to Luke, because basically, you, you guys probably don't know this, but basically the reason this podcast even exists is because of the site and the work that Luke puts in and, mm. and the money that Luke pays up for the web space. And, hey, we get so many great opportunities you know, to go, and I was in Endeavour, I don't know if you knew that, Yes, uh, it's purely based on this podcast, no. uh, but we do get great opportunities to go to things that uh, Luke can't always get to, so because of uh, his location. So uh, thank you for that, and um, yeah, fair enough. And, al- and also thank you to those of you who have spent time downloading, commenting on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, and simply listening to the podcast. We are I'm doing really. To the site. We really are doing well on the whole listener front on the podcast alone, so thank you very much on that. Uh, we Tell your friends about it. us, as it always yeah, says. Yeah, t- if you always enjoy it, if we all mention it to one person, they mention it to one person, we'll have three extra people listening. And get, those, get those algorithms up on iTunes by leaving us yeah. some uh, written reviews as there well. There you go. I'd nice. like to thank nice my person. parents. So that is it. You can follow us on Facebook, as I always say facebook.com forward slash the custard tv if you want to see pictures of gary over the festive period in his christmas jumper presumably at the gary show a christmas jumper you will have it's on the way Uh, oh okay cool (laughs) if you want to see uh what matt got for christmas hopefully kaplunk again at matt's tv bites no buckaroo 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 this year year. he lost all the pieces last year and I'm on Twitter as well, at Luke Custard TV. As we say, thank you so much for listening over the course of the year. But do not fear, there will be some telly in 2017 and we'll be here to cover it. So uh, make sure you keep listening in to the podcast. Particularly the first week of the new year, we have New Unforgotten, 
which is pretty damn good. And new offense as well. New and and a lot of stuff we're not that bothered about. Yeah. Like celebrity like death, death in Paradise. Death in Paradise. <laughs> it always happens this time of year. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.